Good morning and welcome to your very popular talk show on radio, NASCO Moments. This episode today commences our season 17 of the NASCO Moments radio talk show, powered by your quality foods and household products provider, NASCO Group Nigeria. We are happy to have you join us and to be an important part of this exciting journey over the next 13 weeks. The NASCO Moments show is about you, it is for you, and it assures you the quality life. Now, do you know where your children are at this moment? By the way, how safe are you? If government's crime statistics are any indication, then perhaps you have every reason to feel somewhat secure. Yet, this is no time to be complacent. Every minute of every day, criminals are busy strategizing and preying on people who are not paying attention to happenings around them and their surroundings. These criminals then use the element of surprise to strike at their unsuspecting victims. Regardless of the improved crime rate, crime still affects everyone in homes, highways, neighborhoods and other public spaces. No one is spared because crime cuts across economic and racial lines and does not know religion or ethnic background. The ability to be alert and sensitive to the antiques and schemes of the criminals is therefore essential to keeping safe, frustrating any potentially harmful incident and finding the assistance needed. The questions that readily come to mind, therefore, are what are personal safety tips? Why is it important to inculcate safety tips? How can a person seek assistance while under attack? And who do we report to in the event of a crime? Your favorite NASCO Moments radio show this morning focuses on inculcating personal safety tips against crime. Joining me in the conversation is Mr. Aibed Anladi Dangana, a lawyer with 11 years of experience. He holds a Master of Laws in International Commercial Law from the University of Aberdeen, Scotland. He has worked with Claims Advisory Group, Manchester, UK. He currently sits on the board of Syndicate Security Company Limited, a private guards company that provides coverage in the Northwest, Northeast and Middle Belt regions of Nigeria. He comes with a wide range of knowledge in corporate governance, compliance, intellectual property, retail, trade, finance and security. He will be attempting to answer these questions and lots more. I am Hudun Gyang. Stay tuned to your radio sets. We'll be back shortly. Ever since I discovered the secret of Brightex white detergent, my clothes come fresh, bright and clean always. It's mild on clothes and good for my washing machine. Thank you, Brightex. Brightex detergent cleans deep stains and dirt from your clothes, keeping it fresh and bright so your clothes don't fade. It lasts longer. Brightex white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. Take the Brightex advantage today and keep your clothes fresh, bright and clean. For your brightest wash, Brightex. Brightex, for the brightest wash. Mr. Ivy Dangana, welcome to the National Moment Show. Thank you for having me. So tell us what security personal safety tips are. Um, pretty much safety tips are practical steps or guide um, you would expect every human to have. Um, security, as you know, is very innate. Um, it's very it's in every human to want to protect themselves. And so... Um, Adopting or having safety tips will just be practical guides on how to stay safe from harm, mm. pretty much. Okay, so why is it important to imbibe these tips? Self-preservation, I would say. Um, like I said earlier, it's innate in every one of us to want to stay safe. It's important because in the event that you don't, um, harm comes your way. Um, 
and at times the effect of it can be very devastating so it's always very important to first of all want to be safe um, self-preservation like i said very important from your experience how have these uh, safety tips helped in combating crime um they've gone a long way um from very basic things it could be as easy as you being very vigilant being alert at all times um knowing people who live around you pretty much you know being cognizant of the happenings around you your environment your workers your colleagues at work and safety for the most part um would always apply in different circumstances be it at home be it at the workplace um be it in public space and so um very basic as as easy as one being alert you know in a second it changes a whole lot of things so that that in itself i think um as easy as one being aware goes a long way in uh, nipping anything in the bud what are some of the crimes that are likely to be committed against a person hmm um grievous bodily harm rape for women which is on the rise these days on a very sad occurrence um robbery for one and um crimes against persons i mean i think there are categories if you ask me against persons against property um against persons of course is the most um, devastating in the sense that anything can be done to you could be like i mentioned earlier rape being one of it you could be robbed of your belongings you could be um harmed and pretty much um left at the mercy of people who are also scurrying for safety but um also against property like i said arson um burglary um and it goes on and on um the whole lot of can be done but the first few i mentioned be that robbery assault rape are like the key um outcomes of one being robbed or being attacked in the event what does grievous bodily harm entail so it entails quite a lot um it could be it could be one attacked with a weapon it could be one physically attacked with just bare hands it could be any kind of weapon used against you it could be liquid acid it could be um pepper spray which people use um these days but then again um those things in themselves as much as they're meant to guide against being attacked um they need to be used with caution um you just don't purchase or get one because you think it's readily available um because that in itself could also lead to police um um matters but then um in answering your question um grievous bodily harm um is devastating like the name suggests uh, make leave you incapacitated and that's pretty much what it entails do we have crimes that are peculiar to our local environment here um yes um definitely um with the current trend of things uh, insecurity in the country you definitely have certain particular kind of crimes that you find um robbery here and there um burglary cases um rape cases in particular I've not really heard of in Jos as a whole but across the country um that you don't hear of it doesn't mean it's not happening that's one thing because people tend to see rape in particular from a different concept this happening then, though it is happening i agree with you and um we need to pay more attention um because i think the lines are blurred for a lot of people as to what that entails but having said that um these are these are things 
we look to in our immediate environment. And so, like I mentioned, um, in Joss in particular, especially with the unrest that has been going on, um, especially you mentioned at the opening of the program of government statistics that bother on insecurity. Um, the truth is, when you have insecurity in the place, you have unemployment. And when you have unemployment, you have youths or people generally who want to pretty much help themselves in, <laughs> in their own way. And then they resort to all sorts of vices and then you would find that. So yes, in just in our environs and in the line of business that I do, you would definitely find cases of burglary, theft cases and all of that. So yeah. Okay. It is the Nasco Moments radio talk show. Please join us again after the break. Now fortified with essential vitamins and minerals. Nasco Conflicts, nourishing goodness anytime. Welcome back. This is the Nasco Moments Talk Show on Radio. Our guest today is Mr. Aibe Dangana, a lawyer who sits on the board of Syndicate Security Company Limited, a private guards company. The conversation is on inculcating personal safety tips against crime. Um, what are some of the places that crimes are mostly committed? Usually, um, you find prevalent cases of crime in communities or places where, like I mentioned earlier, where there's instability pretty much. And so very easily I could say, avoid crowded places. But then you realize that with criminals these days, when you're criminally minded, you don't even need a place that doesn't stop one from committing a crime. It could be crowded and people will jump at any opportunity to commit crime. But pretty much um, crowded places, pretty much societies or environments that are, in, uh, that are not stable, where you have, where you do and there are no jobs, you'll find those kind of things happening. When people are disgruntled, when people are angry at the system, you'll find all sorts of people, all sorts of places. So at times, with crime in particular, from what I've observed, you don't necessarily, um, yes, there are common places, but why I think when someone is criminally minded, it doesn't really change anything. Um, because I've seen instances where in very quiet neighborhoods also, criminals take opportunity and go in there and commit what they want to commit and go away. Um, but of course, they are mindful also of the fact that when the neighborhood is quiet, the likelihood of high security being there is very um, probable. And so that would probably hold them back from doing whatever it is they want to do. But for the most part, um, when you say particular places, it would differ in terms of neighborhood, in terms of environment, be it crowded or not crowded, and you'd find all of that happening. Even within the family, mm. crime, crimes are committed daily. Okay. In the event that a crime is being committed, uh, what is the first thing uh, to do, either as a victim or a witness? Oh, okay. As a victim, for the most part, if you're a victim, you're, you're, you're helpless, pretty much, when something happens. And so, help is what you need at that point. So, if you're in a situation where you can get yourself to a police station, um, that's very advisable. Um, if there are people around that can help, that is one. 
but for the most part, um, being a victim of crime, you find most people always want to extricate themselves from difficult situations. I wouldn't um, give that suggestion. Um, at times, instances are different when something is about to happen. And so I would advise to read a situation properly to know how to help yourself in a situation, if you can. But I wouldn't advocate for you to quickly try to defend yourself, especially if someone is coming at you with a weapon. But um, if in the event that that has happened and you're a victim and you're left helpless, um, seeking help would be the first thing and you resort to calling the police or passers-by would come to, I would like to think passers-by will come to one's aid if you're found in a situation like that. Mm -hmm. And yeah. then as a witness? Ah, well, as a witness, of course, the usual would happen. The police comes, usually will come around, ask questions. They can also help. Um, I've seen instances where people, out of their free will, come out to say, um, oh, this is what we saw. This is, and they give all the necessary information they need. People are helpful, usually, in cases like that, when someone is in distress. People would come to your aid, people would come to your help. Um, and pretty much, as a witness, it would behoove you to come to anyone's assistance really okay once something happens to you we can look at different scenarios mm. when something happens to you and you are able to call for help and it doesn't come what should you do and even if you are someone who is on the outside and who has uh, witnessed something and has called the police and they do not show up quickly then what should that person as well do well communities um usually have a way of attending to these matters. And so when a situation like that happens and the police doesn't show up, um, you would have to resort to self-help. And by self-help, getting someone to the hospital, getting someone to the police station when necessary, um, giving all assistance you possibly can. Um, and so pretty much that should capture um, my understanding of that question. Mm. What roles can families and communities play to ensure safety of their members? I mean, um, enlightenment, 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 it can never be overemphasized. It's very important. Um, you know, growing up back in the day when they tell you, oh, don't do this, don't do that, don't go out at this time, you would always think, these people are trying to, you know, stifle me. But the truth is, it has even gotten worse now with the statistics available, you know, different states with the crime rate being high. And so families, communities always have to let their members know to eschew violence, report um, nefarious activities, report anything they see on familiar faces, on, you know, um, it could be a strange happenings around, you know, you could always give that information to the police or to, in a community, the village head or whoever it is that, you know, in the case of a family, of course, um, the head of the family, be it the mother, be it the father. Um, and then also with the workers around, you will always have to be cautious. We have people who live with us but we really don't know much about them because no checks have been done in the first place. And so it's always important to know these people beyond the physical presence of them you see. You know one family member after the other and that, that, that pretty much guarantees family safety, at least on, on, from the very basic level. I know in, in, in the West you can do a background check, but here, how can you do a background check? Oh, well, it will surprise you to know that quite a few... Um, had dealings with a few people from time to time. Um, the name of that company was rather an individual. You contact him and he pretty much runs a check. You're correct. In the West, it's easier because there's a database for all of these things. You know how to keep track on someone in terms of credit check and all of that to know if they've committed crime at some point. That way it helps you. But then uh, here it's quite difficult and so we always rely on 
word of mouth. As um, I wouldn't call it backward, but as uh, it might not be as effective, but it actually goes a long way too in its own little way, depending on your economic status. Really, you can only afford the things you can afford. But truth is, background checks are important. However, where they're done, it might not be as refined as you'd expect it to be in that sense, but it does go. It goes a long way. Okay. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Nasco Moments Radio Talk Show today. The show is not over yet. We'll be right back. Ah ah, Mama Shakara. Eh? This your shabby city shine on. <laughs> and how don't fit? How manage? Ah, my sister. Now Bright Text white detergent. Oh, Bright Text detergent not the fade cloth at all at all. And if they wash cloth clean, well well, it gets power to come out all the nyama nyama stain and dirty no matter how it be. You not go chop and soap? No. Chop and it's good for washing machine too. Eh? Hmm. Mama Shakara, me too. Now, bright text detergent I go to use to wash all my clothes now so that I go to shine, shine, and scent, scent, and make Shakara like you so. <laughs> bright text white detergent, a quality product from NASCO. For your brightest wash, bright text. Bright text for the brightest wash. If you're just joining us, this is the National Moment Show on radio. This morning, we are discussing inculcating personal safety tips against crime. Our guest is Mr. Ibe Dangana, a lawyer. He has so far told us why it is important to imbibe safety tips against crime and the places that are probably vulnerable to crime. Now, um, can you give safety tips step by step that we should inculcate against crime? Oh, okay. Um, it's pretty much basic. Um, avoid one has to just learn to stay safe and by staying safe it would be those things that come to you very naturally be you on the bus tucking away all your valuables going into a place having a quick analysis of what the place looks like um it could be at home you know the usual keep making sure all doors all safety doors are closed are locked windows are closed at a particular time car keys uh, usually people get jacked easily if you're, if you're trying to get in your car and all of that. And so usually when you're parked somewhere and you're not so familiar with the place, it's always best to have all valuable belongings in the booth, securely locked, safe, away from prying eyes. And so um, step by step would mean you just having a walk through your day. At every point, everywhere you are, be vigilant. You can never be too vigilant. It's very important, like I, like I said, with the current happenings in the country, one, you can't um, leave the issue of security to fate. It's always important you do it. So step by step would mean ensuring all the necessary things, knowing the people you keep around, the kind of information you pass out, um, and ensuring wherever it is you live is safe, locked and secure, pretty much. There's something I've noticed that men do, you know, probably you're in a taxi or on a public uh, commercial vehicle and you're going to pay just 15 naira, and he removes a large wad of cash just to pay 15 naira. Mm. And, I, I, and I wonder, is that is that something you would advise people to do? Oh, no, not at all. Um, that's foolhardy. It's always best. Like I said, we live in desperate times. People, you never know who's watching, especially when you come out from the bank. And so in this instance, you've given where people come out from light from vehicles that want to pay, and it's not advisable. It could be snatched. You could put yourself in harm's way. That's the truth, because you never know who is watching. And so it's not advisable. It's before you get on the bus, before you get on public transportation, or even before you get in your own car. It's always best. It may sound. It may sound. Usually, someone will tell you, "Oh, you've been to, you've been to um, 
fastidious. You, you, you know, you just, but the truth is, it helps. So if you're going to get on the bus, I'll always advise to put out whatever money you're going to pay for your transportation fare, readily um, reachable, so that as soon as you're light, you pay and you move. You don't, you don't want to get delayed mm -hmm. by, especially when you have to wait for a lot for a change and then you have a large amount of money on you. How does the possession of a gun help in ensuring personal safety? Hmm. <laughs> um, well, yeah, it goes a long way, but you, no one just owns a gun. If you're a policeman or a member of the armed forces, then that's understandable. But having one would mean, I would like to think if you're in possession of one, you own one and through the legitimate means. And so, of course, in the neighborhood, if people watch and criminals know, oh, so so person lives here, the tendency of that person being armed is high. And so that would, to a large extent, fend off criminals. But then you never know. Because when you find daring criminals, regardless of what you have, they come. But yes, having a gun is important. It would help. But like I said. What is the legal way of obtaining one? I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> um, the legal way is obviously through the police. I think it's section 7 now of the Firearms, Firearms Act talks about ways one can obtain a license for a gun. Um, of course, it spells out not being of, un of course, if you're not of unsound mind, it rules you out. It ensures also that you wouldn't have committed a crime, a violent crime within a certain period of time. Um, it also talks about having a good eyesight, talks about um, the purpose particularly for which you need it for. You can't just walk in and say, oh, I need a gun for this. The country is unsafe, I need a gun. Because trust me, if that were the case, we'll probably find bodies all over the floor. But the police commissioner of every state command is the authority that issues out guns for specific reasons with the consent of the governor. Um, and like I said, you have to be, of course, an adult first and foremost of sound mind. So anyone of unsound mind is ruled out. You wouldn't have committed a crime, a violent crime in a certain period. And so those are the steps you take. I don't know how open there will be to issuing out guns in that in that instance, but the law spells out instances where that's possible. Okay. Yeah. So, how can you ensure the safety of your family, for instance, when you are out of town? I mean, I would like to think every family um, had had their, every family has basic security tips they all engage in, so they know. So, in terms of it could be as you have it could be as much as you having like a password, you know, if you observe something and you say, oh, this, and everyone knows what to do, only known to family members, the rest don't know. And so when family, when you're away from your family, you can't overemphasize that. And usually, um, I would like to think everyone engages a form of security service. So in the event where you have a security guard, in the event where you don't have a security guard, say you have the malams, the local malams, as you know them, may guards, as you know them, that comes into play. But then um, it's always important always important to let family members know that safety comes first and so when you're not around it could be as much as having a curfew for the kids if they're, particular, if they're of particular age it could be um, like i said the use of the password and then everyone knows what to do and you avoid so you strangers. have a kind of drill that pretty much a drill yeah thank you for that a drill that helps you ensure when something is not right and someone says something I mean, we see it happen in times you have the fire drill and someone tells you, oh, this, you know what to do instinctively. You just know what to do. 
And yeah, so that goes a long way pretty much. Okay. Do you have any final words on this topic as we close? Well, first of all, I'd like to say thank you um, for having me on the show. It's, it's been a brief couple of moments. But at the same time, the issue of security cannot be overemphasized. It's very important. We live in dangerous times. The election season is upon us. And so you can only imagine what would happen in this period. And so I'll always advise people to stay safe, continue to stay safe. You can never um, be too careful with your security. That's the truth. It's important. I always go back to self-preservation being the first law of nature. So it's innate. Everyone wants to stay safe. So I would always encourage families, communities to let their members know how important it is to report any kind of activity they see that is unusual around their area and um, the happenings with co-workers, with any, anyone living in that space where you find yourself, it's very important to stay on top of the situation. Okay. I've been speaking this morning with Mr. Ivy Dangana, a lawyer with 11 years of experience. He sits on the board of Syndicate Security Company Limited, a private guards company. It has been very interesting hosting you on the NASCO Moment Show this morning. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. He has given us insights and perspectives that have, I hope have uh, assisted our listener with the required information to be security conscious. We have to end the show, but we urge you to follow this program on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash group or on Twitter using the handle at NASCO Group. Freely send any feedback on any aspect of the NASCO Moment Show to the email info at nasco.net or by text through the dedicated care line 0805-774-7777. It's time for the NASCO Moment's trivia question. This week, when was the National Youth Service Corps formed? Who served as the first Director General of the Corps? Send the correct answer via text to 0805-774-7777. Write your name and location. The NASCO Moments radio talk show has been brought to you by NASCO and it was created by Unimark Limited, marketing and communications consultants, executive producers, NASCO Marketing Department, producer Harun Audu, research and content development, George Palm, Suranu Megadi and Harun Audu, production coordinator, Solomon Audu, Surani Megadi and Malau Silvanus. My name is Hudun Gyan. Thank you for being there.